Are you ready to open your private practice this summer and make the leap into entrepreneurship? Introducing Make the Leap, our new offering by the Successful Nurse Coaches. Make the Leap is a four-month group coaching program that is designed to help you create your first paid client. Join our experienced lead coaches, Sean and Amy, as they guide you through the Successful Nurse Coach Method, helping you create your first paid client in 30 days or less. Not only will you get access to our course that teaches you all the things on how to create clients in a non-icky way, will also be personalized mentorship, weekly group calls, and actionable steps to launch your business from just beginning into the Paid Coach Club. Since we are not running new mentorship groups this summer, we didn't want to leave those of you who are ready to begin hanging out in space waiting for the next group to start. This group is a great way for new coaches who have yet to begin their coaching practice or for coaches who have five paid clients or less. This is the most affordable way to work with our team. So be sure to check out the link in the bio. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me on Facebook. Welcome to the Successful Nurse Coach Podcast. On this podcast, Laura and Shelby, both board-certified nurse coaches, show you how to make as much money as you want in private practice as a nurse coach. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Successful Nurse Coaches Podcast. Uh, it's Shelby, and I am joined today with Laura, and we are going to jump in to a question that we get kind of a lot on our coaching calls. And the question is, are all coaches just coaching coaches? Is coaching an MLM? Who is coaching just regular people off the street? And this came up on a preceptorship call a couple weeks ago. And I feel like this, this thought makes its round every, every couple of months. And I even remember having this thought when I was a new coach and asking my coach this exact thing. So it is a regular part of the process. It's a regular question and it's one that we're happy to jump into and bust a few myths and also just like put that little voice in your brain at ease. So yeah, Laura, what, how do you, how do you want to kick it off? How, what, what feels like the most important thing to say here? <laughs> Cause whenever I hear are all coaching coaches, just coaching coaches, I notice that my body like seizes for a second and I'm like, no, but then, but then I like take a deep breath and I'm like, okay, I remember having this thought. This is a regular thought. This is actually kind of a limiting belief to be honest. Um, but we'll unpack all of that too. Yeah, I feel like it used to haunt me um, as we stepped into this role. I maintained a private practice just like to save face, really. Like I was afraid to let go of my one-on-ones because I didn't want to be a coach that just coached coaches. You actually, I think, embodied it quicker than I did, which I admired. So it's a real thing. It's a thought. It's It's been a conversation in our house. I've heard it on multiple calls. And I, I want to talk about this because it can be a really sneaky way to stunt your growth as a coach. Because in the early days, when you're proposing to normal people and they say no, if you get three no's, then your brain says, see, no normal person hires a coach, which is not true, but that's what your brain will tell you. And the truth is 
um, nobody hires a coach that doesn't know how to sell. <laughs> and in the yeah. beginning, you don't know how to sell. So it's a it's a really easy in the beginning thought to have because, um, well, for one thing, the minute that you get into the coaching world or the nurse coaching world, every freaking ad in your Instagram and Facebook feed is just coaches promising to sell you their secret sauce to make six figures. And then it really does feel like that. You're like, holy crap, the only coaches that exist in Facebook are business coaches. There's no successful other coaches, but it's it's actually not true. If you were looking into building a backyard pool, then all of your ads would be about a pool. If you were looking at a lot of things to heal your hypothyroidism, you probably will see coaching and and courses that have to do with hypothyroidism. So that's another thing that skews our perception is the mysterious ways of Facebook and Instagram ads. <laughs> yeah. Here is your daily reminder that the internet is all a lie. It's just a lie. So in case you <laughs> needed to hear that, there, there's your reminder. I, yeah, I remember, I, and I give this advice a lot to myself and also to our clients of when you are on Facebook and you see not just the ads, but I mean, you get plugged into the coaching world. And again, the algorithm knows everyone who's paying for Facebook ads gets notified. And then you get all these random friend requests from coaches all around the world and it sucks. It's it feels like the market is super saturated. All all this stuff again that is not necessarily true. But we we just get flooded with like this initiation into the online space. And I tell people all the time of if you see coaches that are posting three to four times a day and are showing up all the time online, it's because a lot of times they don't have clients. They are trying to create clients. Mm -hmm. And it is your job as a new coach to, if you are use, utilizing social media in any capacity, to get online, to show up, to connect with people, and to get off. And it should take you less than an hour to do that every day. Mm -hmm. So that's a little bit of a tangent, but I wanted to I wanted to point it out there. Just again, the internet, the internet's a weird place. It's a great place if you utilize it correctly. Uh, but as soon as Google gets a whiff that you are a coach of any sorts, your whole feed, your whole feed yeah. shifts. Um, so this happened to me and this happened to Laura when we were new coaches. And I remember going to my coach and saying the same thing. I was like, wait a second, who's coaching real people? Who Who's coaching regular people? Can I coach regular people? I wasn't a business coach then. And she goes, I hear you, but does this thought serve you? And I was such a newbie coach at the time. Mindset stuff was still pretty foreign to me. And I was like, no, I guess not. She goes, okay, great. Don't entertain it anymore and don't bring it here anymore. And it was kind of just like in that moment that it was honestly just a thought that I had. It, it, it wasn't the reason that I wasn't creating clients. It wasn't the reason that my business wasn't making money because I was at the time. It was just a thought that I seemingly innocently entertained for a few days and she just like cut that off like cancer she was like nope done don't even get attached to that thought and for some reason it just worked <laughs> like I just like let it go I was like okay mm -hmm. like I'm done with that thought that's over and I never really thought about it really again until we started till we partnered up Laura and this question kept coming around again and again yeah. and again and 
again, it's, I, I just really think that it's a normal part of the process of becoming aware of the coaching world. Um, but you can choose to just let it go. Like it can really just be that simple. You can choose to not entertain it at all. And you can choose to, to leave it, leave it be because the reality of it is there are plenty of coaches, not coaching coaches. A lot of our clients yeah. don't coach coaches. A lot of the people that I have hired don't specifically market to coaches. I just happen to be one, you know? And yeah, I think that if you are a good coach, you will eventually coach coaches. Wow. Does that sound funny after I've said it like 15 times? Coaching coaches, <laughs> coaching coaches. Um, you eventually will. <laughs> if you're, if you are a good coach, you know, we're, we're attracted to what we want to, to what we want to embody and what we want to be like. So I don't think that having like a silly rule of I'm never going to coach coaches, or I don't want to be a part of the machine is a little silly and a little limiting, um, as well. <sighs> I don't know. I was going where that train of thought. It kind of ended. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the realization that if you're a strong coach, you're going to coach coaches. It's, they're going to ask you, they're going to be attracted to you. You're going to have a former relationship. And really how we decided to start our business is we had colleagues who were just asking for help because they were seeing us have some success. So we didn't go, hmm, it'd be so easy to make a bunch of money if we became business coaches. We literally were successful in our in our private practice enough to gain enough attention that people were asking us for help. And part of the reason we we did partner up is that it was early in our business. You know, it was a year and a half in. It wasn't like we have been doing this for 20 years. It was we had figured some stuff out and there were people who hadn't figured anything out. And that's how we began. Um, so I do think that if you focus on just being the best coach that you can be, you will find yourself at some point attracting other coaches to work with you. And we've hired 12 coaches combined in the last four years. Um, gosh, none of them that I've hired only work with are only business coaches. They all had different parts of their businesses. None of them were, uh, ah, one of them, Stacey Bayman. I, I paid for her program. Um, and that was really a program. I never got coached by her, but I'll count that. That's the only person that I hired that only specializes in that. Everybody else was just kind of awesome. And I wanted to break a piece of their awesomeness off for me and my practice and my life. Yeah. So I do want to share a personal story because this this is, I remember this like yesterday. Um, my husband was telling his friend from high school about me starting my coaching practice. He was so proud of me. He was taking a coaching cert from somebody else and he was getting excited about maybe coaching a few guys here or there. And his friend says, yeah, dude, that's awesome. But like, watch out because the coaching industry is kind of like an MLM. It's just coaches, coaching, coaches, coaching, coaches. And it's it's kind of like a pyramid scheme. So I'm sure there's some good parts of it, but you really got to watch out. And and that like sent alarm bells off in Evan's brain. And he shared it with me, which then made me have alarm bells go off in my brain. And then I had to be like, well, is that true? Mm -hmm. It's just not true. Like it's it's just not true. Are there bad examples of coach of coaches preying on coaches? Absolutely. And they're probably the shitty Facebook ads that you see. That might be who they are. Um, but there's also this other world of very incredibly accomplished, successful, powerful coaches, coaching soccer moms, coaching 
um, parenting coaches. There's a a high-end coach that coaches women who knit. Like (laughs) there are examples of it. We could go and search the internet and give you a hundred examples of people making an amazing living coaching people who aren't coaches. So part of it for me was just seeing, okay, why did this make me feel the way it feel? Like get super curious. And secondly, is it true? And it's, it's just not true. Yeah. I actually remember when that happened of when Evan, Evan's friend said <laughs> that such thing. a good memory. Uh, you know, for some things, yes, I do. But I just, cause it, it, it stung me too by proxy. I was like, ah, oh, damn it. Like, here we go. You know? And cause again, I had kind of, I brought up that thought to my coach. She snipped it out of my brain. I let it go. But here it was again, just like haunting me by proxy through you, <laughs> Laura. And I was like, no, we can't. <laughs> this can't be it, right? This can't be it. And I think where potentially coaching gets a bad rap is when, so once you learn how to sell, you can sell anything. You can sell a mop. You can sell bread. Like once you learn how to sell, you can really sell anything. But then the deliver the deliverability of your coaching, that's where you can really drop the ball. And that's something that Laura and I are just so sensitive to because if Laura and I wanted to sell 500 coaching spots, we probably could before the end of the year, but it's two parts, right? Mm -hmm. So you have to be able to sell and then you also have to be able to like follow through on what you are selling people on. Right. And when you are a business coach, Mm -hmm. the metrics are pretty black and white. Like are your clients making money? Are they doing the thing that you said you could help them do? And I think that's where it can get a little gross sometimes is when, and we've heard it from other nurse coaches of like, Ooh, they sold me on this idea. And then it just kind of fell flat. And now I have a bad taste in my mouth. And now I, all I see is coaching coaches, coaching coaches. And it, it just kind of like gets icky after, after a while. Um, and that's something that I am really proud of us for is that we hit the brakes often, especially after like growth spurts of like, okay, no more new clients. We could create new clients all the time if we wanted to, but like now we, now we really have to make sure that the ship still sails just as effectively as it did six months ago. Um, So I think that that's where people can have poor experiences, which again is a really, it's a bummer. Yeah. It's a bummer for sure. Yeah, absolutely. There's so many Yeah. Once you learn how to sell, you can sell anything. And so the key is, is to be a highly persuasive person and a good salesperson is incredible if you also have integrity. And I would rather make less money and have my clients do better. And I, we're always like looking and as we grow and as we scale, as we grow our team, we're doing it because we know what we're doing works and it's good. And if we don't get bigger and scale, then there's going to be nurses who hire the wrong person. And we've had so many nurses come to us with a horror story where they hired a coach to create a funnel or that they, they told their, their, the coach told the client, you have to create a course. You can't make money if you're a coach, if you don't create a course and all this terrible, terrible advice. And then uh, these nurses will come to us five, 10, 15 grand out, no money, no hope, And that's what inspired us to grow, but we will never grow at the cost of what we can deliver or the experience that our clients are have. Like as long as their results and their experience continues to be positive and keep getting better, I'm all good with scaling. 
And a good business coach has that integrity. It ha- they have that as a benchmark of their business. They will never create a client to create more money if they don't truly believe that they can deliver. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was that was ranty, but I got super passionate about that right then. <laughs> and you know our 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 current um, business strategist, business coach that we we are partnering with right now. I think every call she tells us to up our prices, and it's coming from a good place, right? She's mm-hmm. she's looking at at the demand of our programs currently, and she's like, "You could double, <laughs> you could double your prices and still sell out," and. That is probably true, but again, Laura and I are really dialed in to what is what is a stretchy and uncomfortable commitment for for nurse coaches in particular, and we're really attached to our numbers and to our programs right now. So like we dig in our heels every time, every time. And and we figure out different ways to yeah. to meet the demand and that included expanding our team and and other things. Um But again, this is a little out in left field, but as new nurse coaches are coming in and increasing their income, I just want that also to be a benchmark for them too. Because once you get the selling part down, again, super easy. You could sell toast with no freaking butter on it. It, It's just, it's a skill that you learn. And then, um, but that's a part of working with nurses. I think that we are more ethical than most. Like that, that's just a part of who, who we are. So, um, yeah, I think, I think most of, most of all of you will be a okay in that department, but I also do want to talk about how this thought that no one is coaching real people or you're not seeing it can be resistance and it's your brain mm-hmm. super sneaky about it too, right? Because you're getting all of this feedback through feedback. Facebook algorithm and Instagram ads and emailing lists and all this other BS of how that thought is accurate, even though it's mostly not accurate. And then we see people throw in the towel of like, oh, I'm just not going to try anymore because the only people making money are people who coach coaches. And like, it's just, it's just not true. But it's a low-hanging fruit to grab onto so that you talk yourself out of the scary, uncomfortable thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I was thinking about how that thought can sneak in. Um, I remember thinking the only coaches that make money are coaches that are executive coaches who coach like corporate CEOs um, or business coaches and... I wasn't either one of those. And so therefore I was chasing a six-figure income that I could never have. And that was just a thought on an afternoon that caused me to feel hopeless and allowed me to maybe make excuses up for not doing outreach or continuing on the path that I had chosen with my coach. And again, those are just thoughts. It's resistance. It's a really easy way to um, not be, if it's somebody else's fault, if, if it's true that the only way you're going to make money is if you do this other type of coaching that you're not doing, then you don't have to try and it's not your fault. Mm. And I think that's where we really caution our clients in, in 
first of all, you're going to have the thought probably, and we hope that this podcast like makes you have the thought. We want you to have the thought. And then like, what is it that you're going to do with that thought? Because another way you could look at that thought is, yeah, it appears that only coaches coaching coaches are making money, but that's not me. I'm fucking awesome. I'm going to make so much money. I'm such a good coach. This is a challenge. Maybe there's not a whole lot. I'm going to rise to the top. That's also another choice. And sorry for the F-bomb, but that's just who I am. (laughs) Yeah. Whatever thought, whatever thought you entertain is going to be true, period. Yeah. So for, for all of our nurse coaches that really love mindset work, if you catch yourself perseverating on this thought, uh, know that you have 100% control to change it. Yeah. And if you keep going, you're going to coach a coach. So you're going to join, you're going to also join that, that perceived team of the only people making money. It's something, a really natural thing you're going to cross into. I know Shelby and I, we will probably always have a coach. And so we've hired 12 so far. We're going to hire more. Um, so it is normal for coaches to have coaches because it's the industry that we're in. So if, if you are a strong coach, you will be one of those at one point too. The other thing I want to say is um, it actually isn't easy making money as a business coach. It actually isn't easy because you have to be really, really good because there's a thousand people trying to do it because they think it's the easier, softer way. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you see coaches coaching coaches who are making money, it's because they're good and they were good before they started with that niche. They were good um, for many reasons. And um, looking at it that way, I feel like um, makes me feel better in the role that we're currently in. Because if if it was super easy, then we just coach all of our coaches to be business coaches and we don't do that. Yeah, we don't do that. I I don't know why that thought has never crossed my mind before, but we don't <laughs> we don't do that. In fact, we we <laughs> often we we will support. I, I feel like a lot of our clients, well, not a lot, like half. At some point, they're they get the opportunity to support someone in in business of one way, shape, or form, and we always support them. Yeah, in that. But I find that it's like challenging on the coach because it's really easy to get like enmeshed into your client's success. And it's super tough to be unattached to the outcome again, because the results can, can be so black and white. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, again, it's, it's a different challenge. Some of our, some of our clients pursue it in, in a little bit of a capacity, but none of our clients have a fully coach only coaches roster on their client list. Um, Yet, maybe they, maybe they, one day. Maybe one but, day. There is a certain population of people that just value coaching, I think, more, at least right now. So like you were mentioning earlier, executives, CEOs, C-suites, coaches value coaching, obviously. Um, but I was, when we were chatting before we started recording, I was like, I am at the point in my life right now to where my time is just so limited that I don't want to waste my time not knowing if I can pay someone to do something for me that like, I don't necessarily have to have my creative energy in awesome. Or if I have to learn a new skill, I'm hiring a coach. Perfect example is our speeches that we gave at, 
at the nurse coaching conference, I was super dragging my feet rehearsing that speech. And I called up a, a TED talk coach that I know. And I was like, I don't really care what your price is. I just need support for like four weeks to motivate me to be confident in, in giving this speech. And I didn't want to, I didn't want to read a book on how to give an effective speech. I didn't want to watch endless YouTube trainings. I wanted someone who was going to tell me exactly what I needed to know and help me integrate very quickly so that I could knock it out of the park. Yeah. I value coaching so much that of, of course, if there's something I don't know how to do, I'm just going to find someone to help me know how to do it or I'm going to outsource. Like always for the rest of our lives, because once you've done life this way, why would you ever DIY it if you don't have to? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll save the DIYs for like my future furniture renovations that I want to do. Like I want to buy a kitchen table and learn how to resurface it and to make an old, old kitchen table new again. But that's where I'm going to save like the mess ups for, you know, <laughs> not, not for the really important mm -hmm. stuff. Um, and, and coaching is just such a catalyst for being able to master a skill. So again, there, there are groups yeah. of people that value coaching as of today in 2022, hopefully in the future that shifts and changes a little bit more. But I think that's, that's why it's the stories that you hear in the mainstream is because executives have a lot to gain from changing just little tiny things about their mindset. You know, like there's probably a lot of money to be had with just little slight shifts or. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like imagine if Tony Robbins was like, I'm not going to coach coaches. No coaches are allowed to come to my events. They're not welcome. <laughs> like just <laughs> what a decreased impact he would have had on the world, you know? Yeah. And here, the other thing that I was going to say too is that this is the thought that the new nurse coaches have. And this is a thought that I had no normal people hire coaches because I was making proposals and everybody had a money objection or I was making proposals and people weren't saying yes. And the, the truth is normal people will hire coaches who know how to sell period. So if you're coaching um, soccer moms. I don't know why that's coming to mind, but if your niche is soccer moms, stay-at-home moms that never make time for themselves, that um, have lost themselves in their identity and their marriage and in their kids, and maybe they they are feeling unfulfilled and then the guilt for feeling unfulfilled, like this is your niche, right? You have to learn to sell to that. And if you learn to sell to that, you will have a hundred soccer moms on your roster paying you monthly to, to coach with. That's just the truth. Um, so if, if that thought comes up, make it be a challenge of, I'm going to learn how to sell to my niche. I'm going to learn how to sell to normal people because freaking normal people need coaches too. Yeah. Right. If we give up on normal people, then poor normal people, there'll be nobody there to help them. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. View it as a challenge. If you, if you want to be a coach that exclusively coaches regular people, Take it as a challenge and then we'll interview you on the podcast and we'll see you see how it went, see the lessons learned and you can share it with the rest of the yeah. community. Um, but yeah, Laura and I built our whole initial practices separately with regular everyday people. Like I coached people. interior designers and realtors and restaurant 
workers and, you know, just like regular, regular, regular folks. And um, it was still like the work was still just as meaningful for me. And, you know, what's funny is that in the beginning, I didn't want to coach nurses. I was very against that because nurse coaching, the first question people would ask me when I told them I was a nurse coach is, oh, so you only coach nurses. And I was like, no, for the love. So I had a point to prove to not coach any nurses at all, which is hysterical to look back on now. But um, (laughs) so I had a point to prove and I did. Right. And I did. And universe works in mysterious ways. The first nurse I ever coached, I didn't know she was a nurse when she said yes, which also speaks to how terrible I was at sales calls back then for not knowing that about my client. But we get on the first call and I was doing kind of like that intake style of a holistic assessment. And she's like, oh yeah, I was a nurse for a long time. I worked in the NICU and I loved coaching her because there was just like the this language, this understanding, this instant rapport that we had. And that's, that's when things started to shift for me. And I was like, "Mm, I'm coaching the wrong people. Like I haven't ever been lit up like this before. And I just followed that nudge. And I coached another probably handful of nurses who were not coaches at all. They were just regular bedside nurses who were switching from night shift to day shift or switching from the bedside to the clinic And just like helping them establish more balance and schedule in their life. And then, yeah. And then I started working with nurse coaches. So, yeah, it, I don't really know how to end it here, Laura. I've had a lot of thoughts. Just stop on this podcast (laughs) midway for me. (laughs) Well, this is, this is, this would be like my finale. I was sitting here listening to you talk and, What it boils down to is like, I coach humans having a human experience. Right now, I happen to coach humans having a human experience that are also simultaneously opening a nurse coach business. That might change. And before I coached coaches, I was coaching humans having a human experience. So that's really what we're all doing. And um, a good business coach, like we've said, will be a holistic coach. It's not just like giving you tasks from A to Z to make money, it's humans coaching humans. So um, that would be what I want to leave it with is that our, you know, the the title of our podcast is are, are all coaches just coaching coaches? The answer is no. We are all humans coaching humans. Way to end it powerfully, Laura. Thank you for filling in the gaps Woo! where my brain, yeah. <laughs> where my brain just was like, But yeah, team, I hope that this was valuable to listen to. If you have not had this thought yet, I hope that we were just able to nip it in the butt for you. And so that whenever you do have this thought in the future, you're like, oh, yeah, Shelby and Laura said A, B, C, D. I don't have to worry about this thought. It's not valid. (laughs) And you get to continue. (laughs) You get to continue coaching humans on their human experience. And. Uh, yeah, let us let us know how it goes. Come join us in the Facebook group, The Successful Nurse Coaches. Get your questions answered. Let us know what you're thinking of the podcast. We've loved getting all the feedback uh, from all of you. It's been really special just to hear what what resonates. And we don't take any of that for granted. So thank you for sharing with us. Yeah. Love you guys. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Bye. Bye.